Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. All right. Hey, okay, this is Pam Perry. I get so I get so geeked about that old that that whole that whole intro music right there. Yes. Uh, that was my husband doing the voiceover too, by the way. So, but the copy was written by me. So if you want to get booked in media places and on superstar stages, that's I'm your girl. All right. So I'm excited today because this is uh my coach. And my coach is here today. I am so excited because it is one of those things where, what? Yeah. So hold on one second. I want to make sure that we are on LinkedIn Live. And LinkedIn, come on now. It says, we're having trouble. Is sure that they, well, oh, okay. They said they'll keep, they'll keep trying. Okay. Well, you all keep trying. So she was in this month's Speakers Magazine. I don't know if you see that, but she was talking about 10 boss moves to transform uncertainty into opportunities. Kadena Tate. She is my guest today. She is an author, speaker, thought provoker, revenue strategist, and my personal coach. She has at 50 Shades of Paid Media, where we design creative digital marketing campaigns that help you attract your ideal clients. Visit KadenaTate.com. Well, what I also want to say is I've known her for years. Love her, love her. She is a thought provoker. So you cannot have a conversation with you and your your thoughts are not provoked, okay? <laughs> That's one of the things. So Kadena, thank you, one, for giving us these tips. So if you want to read about her in Speakers Magazine, you're going to have to just go and get it. I'm not going to read this to you. We're doing a podcast. But you go to SpeakersMagazine.net and you can really read about her 10 boss moves that transform uncertainty into opportunity. But Kadena, thank you for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Now, so one of the things that I want to really, you explain to everyone, what is a business alchemist? Because that's also what you are. And only you can pick those terms (laughs) because she has a way with language that is just deep. Okay, I'm gonna just say that. She's just deep. So tell um, me what business alchemist is. So what, what initially, what started it was people would say to me, I feel like you performed some magical thing when you created my marketing strategy or my pricing strategy. And I really started thinking about how could I play on that? So when I would do live events, which is one of my strongest gifts, I would carry this magic wand with me and I would say, your word is your wand, you know, and you have the ability to create whatever it is that you desire if you're willing to really look at the intention behind it, right? Because when we put love out in the world, then that grows. But when we put hatred out in the world, that also grows. So in our marketing, I just started thinking about the results that people were getting. So it's actually a business acceleration alchemist. So it's about taking your gifts, talents, strengths, abilities, and the lessons that you've learned from your life experiences and putting that into a monetizable, pleasurable, and profitable business model. So that's where that came from. I love that. Now you had just said that your word, your word is your what? 
wand. Your word is your wand. Yes. <laughs> so you know exactly know, what I'm talking that's about. Yeah. That's why you're my coach. It's like your word is your wand, right? Yes. Like, come yes. on now. It is. Right. It's just like in the Bible, right? It says that your word will go before you, right? The yes. Lord will go before you and make room for your gift. And I think we forget the, our own power because we're so busy looking outside of ourselves. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's where that comes from. I just want to say publicly that I appreciate you. So one of the things that you've done for me for um, my business, Ministry Marketing Solutions, is that you've helped me clarify so many things. So you always want to have a coach that helps you clarify because they, she gets you and she listens. She provides resources. She opens doors for you. She prays for you. Uh, she basically pushes you. And she makes you think like that thought provoker thing. It really does because it's not, she'll say, well, you need to read this book. Have you ever heard of such and such, you know, uh, was it Chess Pressfield? I can't think of the name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephen Pressfield, The Art of War. (laughs) Yes. I had never heard of that book. And and it's just like, it just everything. When you come in contact with Kadena, even if you go on her Instagram, you're going to be changed, right? This is one of the things you, when you come in, in contact with her. So talk about some of the pivots that you had to make because your gift is being in front of people. In oh my gosh. We could not do that, you know, <laughs> safely. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a different thing. So talk about some of the things that you had to do personally and what you had to coach your clients through. Uh, for me, you coached me into the membership program, Ready, Set, Go, Speak. So that's something that's new in 2020. Ready, Set, Go, Speak is a community that's online. Um, and we've coached through of how to pull it together, how to put all of my materials and and it's part mentorship mastermind uh live q a experts it's just you know you said it's all in one place man it's all in one place so tell us about what you had to do because you can't go out and do your thing right well for me it actually started like maybe 10 years ago prior to covid because what happened i became a caregiver So for my father before he passed away in 2012. So I had to come off of the road and actually come home and begin to support him, right? Help my mother basically take care of him. So that was my first indoctrination into the online world. And I failed miserably because I thought that the same way that you run your business offline is the same way that you run it online. And it's quite different. I mean, marketing is marketing is marketing, but people, the buyer behavior is very different online. So that was the first shift that I had to make is understanding the market research about how people show up online. Then the second pivot came after my father died, going back out on the road, getting back in the game. Because for me, I like to be with people eye to eye, heart to heart, soul to soul, in person speaking. That's my that's my sweet spot. And so, of course, I was, you know, back on the road in my little jam and then COVID happened. And so now I'm back online. But the right. good thing is between 2012 and now, because of my corporate contracts, I have the ability to do things by webinars. Yeah. And so I really started to understand that people need a sense of belonging, a sense of community, and therefore membership sites, any type of what we would call passive income revenue streams, where you're not only building community, but you're also building monthly recurring revenue is really key. So that those are the biggest pivots 
that I've had to make in my business. And um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, another thing that Your I realized. came up, I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, I think that, well, there was another thing that I do want to mention. A back to buyer behavior, consumer behavior. Mm-hmm. When people are offline and you're face to face with them and you're sharing tips, tools, strategies, ideas, and they can practice you know what I'm saying? Things of this nature. There's not so much of the, hmm, that was a good idea. Now show me another. Online, there's a lot of that because there's so much information that people don't know how to discern. You know, um, people who've really been in business who actually have solid business principles versus someone who took one class and now they're reteaching that material with maybe, um, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of days worth of wisdom. So I think that um, being online is, is still very different. Um, and I also feel like people respond differently. And that's why the, you know, your program, the Ready, um, Set, Go, Speak is really critical because I don't think that people realize that you can't hide online. Do you right. know, like you really have to be loud and proud about the value you bring. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to be seen, to be heard, to be known, to be understood. And I think that's why so many people are not getting the results that they want, because there's this um, egoic thing going on of I've done this, 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 this and this, and I don't have to prove myself. But it's not about proving yourself. It's about clarifying your value proposition. I love that clarifying your value proposition. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that I want to say that Kadena, um, and I want to say, hey, Nolan, welcome. Welcome. He's over in our LinkedIn Live family over there. So I saw Nolan Holloway over there. Okay. But one of the things that, that I wanted to say is that when you have clarity, cash flow happens. And one of the things that you're really excellent at is showing people where they're leaving money on the table, how to really accelerate their, how to get 50 shades of getting paid and how to put together the programs. And you're so thoughtful with it. Even though you're good in front of people on paper, in terms of what you put together, your programs and things like that, that's good as well. And I wanted to say real quick too, because people don't know about your book. It was fearless. Mm-hmm. Be fearless. Yeah. Be fearless. So that's, I always say people's first book is like their signature book. So talk about the be fearless part of your, I guess, your your life, because you had to overcome some fear, first of all, to write it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, because, you know, I believe in telling the dirty truth. And so <laughs> I wrote that book, I don't know, like 15, 20 years ago, yeah. and it sat in my um, Google Drive, <laughs> just <laughs> gathering dust. And um, what ended up happening was, I constantly was dealing with clients where, say I create the marketing campaign for you, but they were so afraid of getting out there Mm. and sharing their gift. I was like really triggered all the time because it felt like, well, what am I doing all this stuff for if you're not going to do it? So I wrote the book in a a season, if you will, of rage, you Mm. know, and um, I put it, like I said, just kept it in my Google Drive. And then one day I took this class with this woman. She had a 10-day writing class. And the way that the class was structured was you would, she would give you a question and then you would write out whatever you thought right then and there, free flow inside Mm -hmm. of this Facebook group. So I remember she asked the question about 
um, the river. She said, you know, so, something to the effect of, um, tell me a story about a river. And I typed out this whole story about, it was basically like the river of fear. Mm. You know, the reflection, if you were standing next to the water, looking into the river, what do you see? Do you see the words swimming of, you can't be enough, do enough, have enough, you're unworthy, you're undeserving. Mm. All the, basically the words that would drown you and drown out your natural God-given gift. And I wrote this thing out in this group and the people went ballistic. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I write better than I think I do. And so I pulled the book out and there was another prompt in there about whose approval are you seeking? That was the question. And I wrote that out. And the minute I finished writing it, I knew, oh, that's the first part of the book. That's what was missing. I then just put a cover on it and post and and published it, self-published it on Kindle in the middle of the night. Let me tell you how shady I was. It's like one o'clock in the morning, posted this book. Like nobody can find it. And then I went a couple of days later to Alpha Graphics and had some printed. And people were like, I didn't know you had a book. I said, well, I had four other books that I, you know how you participate in the collaborative Mm -hmm. book. I had four of those, but this was mine. And basically it just really was a rundown of all the things that are stopping us from maximizing our potential. And, you know, my personal stories are in there because here's the thing, you have so much inside that's begging and yearning to be released out into the world. But there's all of these narratives around imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and doing. And you know, if you're um, if you succumb to any of that type of thinking, you'll never unleash your work. You'll just never do it because yeah. you're comparing yourself, right, to other people and whatever they're doing. And so one of the things that I had to do was I said, oh, they must be waiting on me to put the book out before they do the things. You know what I'm saying? Like you can coach people on something, but you don't realize that underneath, they're like, well, you haven't done that. So that was the first thing. Uh, When I published my book, then all of my clients published theirs. And I was like, oh, that's how this goes. That is so cool. That is is so, and it's so funny because um, the last podcast I talked about the, the speech that was said in Coach Carter. I don't know whether Marianne Williamson said it or whether Nelson Mandela. There's some things online whether who said it. But the thing is, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And so what you're saying is people aren't stepping into their own power because they're looking for someone's approval. Whose approval are they waiting for? And it says it's not our light, but our darkness that most frightens us. Ask We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world, which is really the whole purpose of this podcast about getting out there and getting known. Because playing small would be that I would just maybe post on Facebook once in a while, that I might do a little bit on Twitter that now I don't want to really blog. I don't want to publish my book. I don't want to really pitch myself to the TV station or get myself in Speakers Magazine. I don't really want to, you know, I can get up to that point and I don't really want to pull that lever. And it's like, what are you waiting? You're playing small doesn't serve the world because you are brilliant. And so one of the things that a coach will do, someone like Kadena, is help you, one, 
go past those fears because of her, you know, one of the things is be fearless, but one of the things is go past the fears. But the other thing is how to put together a strategy and a plan Absolutely. in terms of how to increase revenue. So kind of talk a little bit about how you work with people once they have their offer or have their product. Now at this point, how do you work with them to get that together and then give them the courage, I guess you would say, to get out there? Well, it's a multi, um, it's a multifaceted approach. I think the number one thing that people have to recognize is that marketing and sales are required in yes. order to actually have a sale. And that's that the again. marketing and sales are required. It's, required. Like it's mandatory. Yes. And, you know, and I, I feel like um, if we're talking specifically about people from church, specifically that group of people, you know, I think that a lot of people don't understand that there's a huge difference between humility and raising your hand and saying, yes, I can help you. Mm -hmm. Those are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. And I think in an effort to be humble, then that's where the plain small comes in, right? Because it's like, I don't want to brag and I don't want to boast. So let me use a quick story and then I'm going to answer your question. I had worked with this woman and she went from $57,000 a year to seven months later, $340,000 a year wow. in the six month period. And she was running around telling everybody this, okay? And I was very triggered because my fear was that everybody who came to me was going to say, I want you to do for me what you did for her, which mm -hmm. by the way, became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And when the people would come to me and I would say to them, I can't do for you what I did for her because A, I don't know you. I don't know your work ethic right? I don't know what's driving the desire for this revenue because her purpose was bigger than just making money. And that's yeah. the number one thing that oh, I think that people yeah. really got to get clear about. You can make a lot of money in a short period of time, but it's not the money. It's the purpose and the intention behind it. Because number one, whatever, it, whatever your offer is, there needs to be a transformational benefit that's being offered to your ideal client. If people can't see that I'm here, right? And you're gonna take me here. If they can't see that, then they can't conceive it. They can't manifest it. They can't bring it into fruition, whatever your, your term is. So step one is why are you doing whatever it is that you're doing? Why are you putting that offer out in the world? Because if it's all about you and how you're gonna pay for food, clothing, shelter, you know, uh, jewelry, clothes, houses, shoes, purses, et cetera, you're going to fall flat every time, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be, when I look at this person, mm -hmm. am I satisfying their curiosity? Am I helping them to overcome challenges and obstacles? You know, am I assisting them in becoming a richer, you know, um, happier, more joyful individual? You know, am I helping them to feel secure and confident, loved, et cetera? So if your work isn't transforming anything, you're not going to make any money. And I think that you have a lot of people, yes, who are like what they call opportunity seekers and they just buy anything, but they're not really ready to do the work. That's not the type of client I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person that says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of whatever my situation is. I made, I'm ready to make a change. 
I see your offer. I see value in what you offer and I'm willing to make an investment. That's going to require the following things from you. You're going to have to have a process that's documented that you can take that person through to get them where they need to go. And it needs to be a process that involves their emotions right? Because how they feel about something is driving that narrative around fear. That's why they have that book, right? That says, feel the fear, but do it anyway. Yep. Right. You're going to, there's at some point you got to believe in you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just yeah. mandatory. Right? I read probably 20 years ago. Yes. I'm <laughs> telling our age, right? Oh, so, younger than that. Yeah, right. right. You, you, the fear is okay. Yeah. I mean, having the fear is but okay. Do it. Do it. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. Right. The second thing is consistency, you know, recognizing it's not about that you have to have these big production videos. It's about recognizing that authenticity has no competition. There's no you anywhere else on the world. There's nobody that has your gifts, talents, strengths, abilities, life experiences, your wisdom, right? The sacred wisdom that you hold within your body. Nobody has that but you. And Mm -hmm. so there's this permission that you have to give yourself that says, I have tremendous value to bring to the marketplace. So like I said, we got to get our mindset right and recognize our own value that we're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Number two, there's a price that has to be paid for success. A lot of people don't want to hear that, you know, but the person that you are today you're not going to be that same person. Like the person at $57,000 a year is a very different version of you at $300,000 a year, right? There's a level of maturity, a level of responsibility. There are communication skills that are required. There are Mm -hmm. business skills that are required. There has to be a coachable spirit, right? There has to be clarity around your business model, clarity around your value proposition, clarity around your buyer journey, clarity around... What's the research, if you will, that's telling you or that's driving the conversation around what's keeping your client up at night sick with worry? Mm -hmm. Do you have a process that you've documented that you can pull the person through so they can see the other side? But that process can't be a I know better for you than you. The process has to be something that they can integrate and adapt into their own life to pull them forward. So, for example... One of your gifts is you're not afraid to be on camera. You're not afraid for your voice to be heard. So you can do a podcast. Someone who's terrified of that or isn't really interested in that, it might be better for that person to write, you know, to build a business around their writing gift, right? But Mm -hmm. here's the thing. You can write all day long, but you still got to market (laughs) <laughs> you still got to let people right. know that exactly. you, the blog post has to be published, has to be promoted, right? It has to be packaged as something that, of value mm-hmm. in order for people to buy it, whether mm-hmm. they're buying it with dollars and cents or they're buying it through, oh, yeah, I, I relate to that. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. So I feel like for me, my processes are really simple, but they trigger people because I'm going to pull you out of that what I'm going to call, um, I want to say this without using um, profanity, but I don't know another way to say this, what our parents will call the half-ass approach. Yeah. You're just yeah. throwing some stuff together. Oh, I think that people yeah. are lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I trigger people because I'm like, we're not doing that here, right? Because this is part of my legacy too. Because yeah, you know I, I always tell people, I said, well, you could jerry rig anything up on the internet. It can look janky. It can look like this is some kind of junk. I said, mm -hmm. but it's up there, but it's jerry rigged and it looks like it. And Absolutely. that's not, not going to work. I said, so you really want to take the time to do it with excellence. And when you said that people are lazy, or they're looking, <laughs> they're looking for someone to wave a magic wand and to turn it and turn. Can you just turn my stuff and and put me on CNN and put me in USA Today? No, you got to do some work. So I had, had real talk. I had a conversation with someone another day, and I said, "What's your intention with your book?" She says, "Oh, I want to sell millions of copies." I said, "Okay, well, good. You want to sell millions of copies of your book. So what have you done so far?" Um, well, I haven't done anything. I said, "Okay, well, that's fine. You're in the right place. So what what do you want to do?" I want to sell millions of books and I want to do this and this. And I said, well, this is what's required. Because like you said, a person who sold no books and a person who sells a million books, there's a lot of steps in between that. And they're going to be a different person by the time they sell those million books. And this is what's required. And I named some of the steps and some of the steps they can either go on the Ready, Set, Go Speak program or they can work with me one-on-one -on -one, or they could do this and that. So afterwards, they kind of felt like they were hyperventilating. Yeah. Because of the things that's required for selling a million books. Okay. Yeah. Think about a person who sells a million books. There's a big price that they had to pay. Not even just like in terms of coaching, but just in terms of mindset of what you're willing to do. And so I said, basically, I said, well, if you can go in the Ready, Set, Go Speak program right now, we have an introductory offer. It's $97 a month. And you can meet with us biweekly at, at seven o'clock on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't do that day. That's the time I have. So you can either make money. Or make excuses because if you want to sell a million books, you're going to do whatever it takes from the person who's giving you the guidance, that's giving mm -hmm. you the wisdom. Like these are the secrets that you need to do. I don't have a magic wand. I just can't say, oh, make her and pray her way to get a million books. There's some things that you have to do. And one of it requires you showing up and doing the work. Absolutely. So showing up and doing the work is not sexy. I call it, Kadena, it's like, it's like people who are online who are sell, sell candy will make probably more money that are online selling like maybe turnips and vegetables. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't, but the, but the vegetables are better for you and it's going to make you stronger in the long run. But people would rather have the candy. So, but I have enough integrity to know that, yeah, we can have some candy too, but you also need, you need a balance of things. But first, foundation wise, Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be that you're going to need some vegetables. You're going to need some foundation. You're going to need some structure. Yeah. You're going to need someone that's going to pull you through the process. You're going to have to get out of your mindset that selling a million books is going to make you a millionaire. I mean, what's the real purpose of you wanting to do a million books? So I really, I kind of push those buttons too, mm -hmm. because I tell people, I said, would you rather, what is the whole point of you doing this book? And they'll say, well, I want to tell the world about my message. I said, well, okay. You could do that probably in an article that maybe gets published in USA Today or in some kind of magazine that reaches thousands and thousands of people or maybe on your blog or a book that maybe won't sell a lot of copies, but you just want to have your name on the spine. Absolutely. So what do you want? And then I said, well, I said, so I can put you in like a major publication where you can tell just that story or do you mm -hmm. want a book that's just like, not going to sell a lot, but your name is on. So you have to, like, I, I kind of get from people, like, what is it they really are seeking? 
And most people well, are I don't of- think that a lot of people know. See, I think that's the problem. A lot of people want success by osmosis, right? <laughs> they feel like you're successful. So if I just hang out with you, I'll be successful too. And that's the myth, right? The people who are the most successful people actually are working. Yes. Articles don't get written by themselves and social media posts don't get created and designed by themselves. Marketing campaigns don't just magically appear out of thin air. And I think that one of the things that we have to begin to tell the truth about is the work that's required in order to grow a profitable brand. And I want to go back to um, putting their head in the game about visibility. I know for myself, for, and I told you this before privately, I had, and I past tense and present tense, I have no interest in being famous. What was important to me is that 25, 50, 100 years from today, when someone mentioned my name, I wanted them to say she really helped a lot of people do blank and blank. So the people that she helped, right? So like if I were, for example, um, to use, um, I'm trying to think, um, Oh my gosh, Harriet Tubman. I'm going to use her as an illustration because she's one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to the Harriet Tubman Museum, and there's this room, this is in Maryland, there's this room where it shows the the names of the people that she helped to escape. Mm-hmm. I did not know that it was, you know, a small number of people. Like before I went there, I thought it was like millions of people. So I was hear so much about her. Exactly. Right. I was stunned and it just um, invigorated me and made me even more committed in recognizing that even if all you help, so to speak, because we like to use, we like to lessen the degree of our work by saying, oh, it's only a hundred people or only 500 people. If you help a hundred people transform their life, And as a result of their transformation, the lives of their children, their associates, their family and friends are also changed. You did good, but you got to show up, right? And share your actual gift in order for that to happen. And that's what I mean by this false humility. You know, you have all these people who um, criticize people who they perceive are famous and they, you know, they have all these negative things to say. But my thing is, okay, why don't you show us how it's done? Now you got all these opinions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you start making videos every day? Because it's easy to talk about, you know, well, you have on um, the wrong color lipstick or, you know, that color doesn't look good on you or I don't like that jewelry on you. It's good. It's easy to tear people down. That's like really easy, right? But it's really difficult when you're in the arena, and you see how much courage it takes. And that's another reason why I wrote that book, Be Fearless, because it's about cultivating courage. And you have to believe in yourself. And I guarantee you that the gift that you've been called to bring to the world, part of it is part of something that you know, but maybe I would say like 20% of it is your existing skill set. The other 80% is in need of development, right? It's the work that you're going to have to do on the way towards that. The woman that sits before you today at 55 is a very different woman than the woman at 35, right? There was a time, I remember, I was telling a friend this the other day, um, there was a TikTok video 
my new addiction. Oh my God. I love, I love there was a, oh, there's a TikTok. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started about how much I, I love TikTok. <laughs> Just on TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was this woman on TikTok who made this video and I laughed until I cried where she took her camera and she tilted it towards the ceiling light and her voice was shaking really bad. I think she used some kind of app to make her voice shake and tremble. And she said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Y'all got me out here making my first live video. I'm so scared, y'all. At the ceiling. At the ceiling. <laughs> And then she took the camera and she used some kind of filter on her face to distort her face oh my God. to be really I, big. I, I, and when I, she finally I, turned the camera to herself, <laughs> oh my God, it was hilarious. This lady was like, I'm so scared. Y'all, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say to y'all. I laughed till I cried because the very first video that I ever made was in 2009 with the woman who was, um, her name is Dr. Kat Smith. And she had been on ABC, NBC, CBS. I went over to her house so that she could help me make this video. When I tell you I was shaking so bad, I was a nervous wreck to make a video. And she kept me, she kept doing this, Kadena. Like, <laughs> it's look. me. I look. I was so into my own ego of looking a certain way and being perfect and all this. I couldn't even get the video together. So I tell people, this is why you need people around you that are going to support your growth and your evolution. So if you want to get out there and speak, whether whatever your thing is, right, you've got to move past the fear. And I can tell you, I'm the last person that you would have thought would have been on a video. But now on my video, yeah, I can do a video. <laughs> so my so my TikTok, so that my show notes will be in there. My tick yeah. my TikTok is Pam Perry three. What is your TikTok? Kadena Tate. Okay, so Kadena, that's going to be in the show notes. So we're gonna go to your, we're gonna see what's on your TikTok. Oh, I haven't done anything on TikTok yet. Oh, I said oh, no. I'm gonna I'm get with the program though. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because you have to experiment. Because people would say, you know, here's this lady Pam Perry. She's 60 years old, born 1960, 60-year-old lady. She out here in these yes. streets and she's dancing. She's doing a running man. She's on TikTok. She's in Clubhouse. She's not going to be left behind. She's doing ebooks before ebooks were popular. She was blogging before she knew what blogging was back in 2002, three. I mean, it's like, I am, I'm going to figure this out. Yes. It's that busting through the fear. And it's a certain point in time when you just have to get out there and get known. Yes, yeah. you're going to stumble on the way, but don't keep stumbling. Keep going. Get a coach, mm -hmm. get someone to help you start in a program. There's so much information, but you've got to get to implement, 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 what am I trying to say? You need to implement. <laughs> well, you have to, because here's what's funny, right? I was, I wasn't even really online a lot, but what was happening was every now and then I would do these lives and then it just so happened that this woman who was watching me, her husband is vice president of this major corporation. And they inboxed me and said, we need someone to come in and have a conversation about leadership. You know, would you be interested? You know, we're interviewing 
speakers or whatever. And I remember everybody had said, you know, like the young people, right? Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So I had my whole little speaker kit done. I was prepared. And I go in there and I get the speaking gig. And what was so wild when I asked them, you know, how did you find me? It was this video that I made about authenticity not having, basically I said, authenticity has no competition. And they asked me the question, where did I come up with that? I said, because everybody's trying to be a carbon copy of everybody else. And that's the thing that we miss when we go out into the world. If you sound like somebody else and you're doing what somebody else is doing and it's not authentic to you, Mm -hmm. your audience can't buy into it because there's no alignment to truth, right? You're being dishonest. And Mm -hmm. why would I buy from somebody who's dishonest. Yeah. Because people can feel that. Do you know what I'm saying? People want to buy from people they know, like, and trust. And they can sniff when someone is not true, not honest. Mm -hmm. They can, it's almost like, that's why people do like lives because they know that it's unedited, that it is true. It's in real time. I'm not reading a script. And so I remember I did, it was Janelle Hazelwood last, a couple of weeks ago and we were doing a live and the internet went out and it went out. It's like, oops. And we had to log out and come back in, but we kept going. It was like, yes. I'm not going to be mortified and like, oh my God, the internet, it's technology. Like, it's, hey, we're, we're in the COVID season. Everybody's online. There's so much stuff that's with the internet that's, that can go wrong. Yes. I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. And so, one of the main things that having a, a coach will help give you courage. In clarity, Kadena will also help you get cash because I will say that my business has increased from working with her. Um, Kadena is in her, she can now say that she can get the logo to yes, be in, right? in, in Speakers Magazine, right? I mean, because one of the things that um, this article is really, really good, but one of the things that you do need to read this article and all the other things too, just Google her because she has good stuff all over the place. She probably don't even know all the stuff she's been created over the years. But but one of the things is that she talks about in the articles as uncertainty, indecision, self-doubt, and lack of self-acceptance will will thwart your dreams and keep you stuck for years. Oh, absolutely. So, So you want to make sure that in 2021, yeah, you know, 2020 was a year of a lot of different things going, not the way we thought, but don't stay there. You know, don't keep looking back. I told a a client yesterday, I said, we need you to move past you looking back at what didn't work, what no one helped you with. No one did this. No one did that. So, okay, we got it. So stuff was, was not good in the past, but move forward into destiny now. Quit whining so you can start winning Okay, I don't want to hear any more wine. I said, I'm not going to be part of your wine fest. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I need to hear what we're going to do, not what happened to you. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing. So sometimes I tell people, I said, just pitch yourself to the media. Just see what happens. Go to, go to your local TV stations, find whoever the producers are, get a press release and pitch it. You just never know. I said, but you sit there and you see all these other people on different media outlets and you're like, wow, I would like to get on there one day. I was in Clubhouse the other day and the guy says, if you want to get on the Today Show, hit me up in my, my DM. I wonder how many people really hit him up in this DM. Highly, probably very few. Right? Yeah, very that's few. what I'm thinking. He says, yeah, you know, because I work with the producers all the time and this and that. But you got to be ready. You got to stay ready. So you can be ready. So when it says hit them up, you have something. You can send them a link to your press release. You can send them a link to a very suave 
video or website, something that, or, or one sheet or, you know, that's why I say ready, set, go speak. Because when someone says, yeah, I need someone, you send them something that's a good piece of marketing material. It's a great one sheet. It's a, it's an article. It's a video. It's something that they can say, yeah, versus like, oh my God, let me get something together. What can I send them? I don't know. I, you know, I can't work with people like that. I need you to be ready you know, so that I can pitch you. So that's what the, the whole Ready, Set, Go, Speak program is about to help you get ready and also give confidence as well. But the main thing is that when someone says, hey, I need someone who's going to um, be featured in essence, raise your hand because you know you're ready. It's like, okay. If they say, well, send me four photos. I got some photos. You don't have to figure out flipping through your phone. Ooh, is this a good one? First of all, we don't want no phone photos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's not go there. Okay. Yeah. Give me a real photo from a photographer. Okay. Well, I don't think that people, this is one thing that I, I do feel, I think so many people have been conditioned as workers. Mm -hmm. And so they don't think about when you work for yourself, what's required, you know, professional photography, professional marketing materials. Talk about this picture of when you put this picture up, this picture up. Yeah. And what happened? What people, what the response? Oh my God. It was hilarious. Right. So I hadn't taken, I had taken business photos, like what you would call Olin Mill style. They were nice. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And, um, but it was kind of like your prom picture. Right. Yeah. And uh, this oh, wonderful woman. <laughs> so what happened was. Um, or your hand on the chin like this. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. And what happened was this wonderful woman named D Hill. So I got to give her a shout out. Um, she was a friend of a friend. And my girlfriend said to me, this woman is phenomenal at taking photos. And so I said, okay, you know, let me go do this. I go in there to take these photos with her and I got to give the shout out to the makeup artist too, Vivian Vermouth. Yeah. I did the makeup and everything. And I just remember sitting like this, <laughs> I'll start laughing, hold on. I was like this. And she is, she has like, you know how they have the lights beaming in your face. I could not see, I felt like my eyes were running. And she said, oh, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. She's taking on the, she has to take up 200 pictures. And around one o'clock in the morning, she started sending me my pictures. And I remember the first text that I sent back to her was, are these photoshopped? Because she will have you rolling talking about me. I said, are these photoshopped? Because she put, these are unedited. And I was like, no, I think you photoshopped these. You need to send me the unedited version. She said, those are the unedited versions. And this is me. I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't know I looked like this. (laughs) I posted the pictures everywhere and people went ballistic. They were like, why don't you take more photos? And I thought, this is what I mean around false humility. You know, I had this whole thing about beauty and I'm like, I'm 55. The next 10 years don't look like the last 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we have to get out here and and um, do good work in the world, right? So right. that we can help other people and we can't be embarrassed or ashamed or, and we can't be apologetic mm-hmm. about our gift, right? And right. so I just feel like the best thing about this season that we're in, the best thing is that there are so many people who've been working in corporations and they have books in their closets. 
Yes. You know what I mean? They have so much wisdom that they can impart to help other people. And they're kind of taking a step back because they're in their home from social distancing. And they're saying, wait a minute. I have a story within me that I'd like to share that can help somebody else who maybe is in a situation that I've already come on the other side of, right? Or I have a skill that can help somebody else develop and cultivate and strengthen their confidence. And it's time for me to share that. But with that, you got to be willing to be seen because mm-hmm. this invisible agent stuff, I don't know. Um, the witness protection program, I call it. So are you in the witness protection program? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But I remember, like, um, rest rest in peace, but Natalie DeSalle, who passed away mm-hmm. the other day, I remember when she was in BAPS, I was yeah, telling her. Black American princess, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember um, telling a friend at the time that she was in BAPS, I said, you see this woman right here? I said, she is proof that it doesn't matter where you're from and where you are. What God has for you is for you. Because, you know, she was from an itty bitty town, right, in the middle of nowhere. And here she was in Hollywood doing this movie. And she she did so much good work. But there's that's what I mean by you got to believe in yourself. And mm-hmm. it wants you to accept yourself, both the shadow and your light. And you tell the truth about who you are and where you stumbled you know, maybe you failed forward or maybe you just failed mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way around. You tell the truth about that, that you can say to somebody else, this is what I did. Like, for example, blogging. Since you mentioned blogging, Ooh, my I, wrote, yeah, I was crazy. When yeah. I first came online, I don't know if I ever told you this. I wrote 1,083 blog posts. I wrote every single day for 1,083 days. Nobody read my blog posts or so I thought. And then I had to speak at the Nabo convention mm-hmm. and all these women were saying, I remember you. I used to read your blog. This is me. Really? And I said, well, you have to give us just some love because I stopped blogging because I was like, anybody reading this? <laughs> <laughs> Writing all this stuff for no reason. I kind of like that. I, I did a blog post about Julia, Julia. She was so excited. She ran and it was her mother. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. So, you know, who knows? People are watching you, but like I said, online, people have this what I'm going to call peeper energy, right? Offline, they don't do that. But online, my God, people just watch you and then they don't tell you they're watching you. So you don't know. They don't say, hey, they don't say anything. In person, people show up totally different, you know? And I just think that um, we've got to bring back the human connection. Yes. Yes. To the online world, because yeah. people, a lot of people are out here being keyboard ninjas and uh, saying mean things that they would never have the courage to say or do if they were in person. So I think we just need to be a little bit kinder mm-hmm. to one another because, yeah, it's hard to get out here and promote yourself. But once again, if you don't, then the message won't get out. Right. It's like if you're not found in Google, you're not you don't really exist. And so you need to be online. When people Google you, they need to know what it is that you stand for. Are you consistent? That they look it up and says, well, you know, she says she's um, over Pam Perry PR and Ministry Marketing Solutions and things should align with that when they Google. If they Google it and they find something else, it's like, ooh, I don't know if I can believe what she was talking about. So that's- Um, I'm going to say this. That's, um, I agree and I also disagree because here's the one thing I do feel. There are a lot of people doing amazing work offline 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another thing that people do online that can be very disheartening. People will say, I don't know who that is. And, you know, I trigger them and say, so, you know, everybody now. So now <laughs> everybody that you Google because you never heard of them, they're not important. So I think we have to also recognize when you're coming online, because I've been in business 17 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been in business a very long time. And I know people who've been in business 30, 40 years who don't have websites, but these people um, helped me like just transform in ways I can't even, I I can't even give voice to, you know, just gratitude. So I think that we've got to also um, take the time to really look at if you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to be known, they need to get into your program so that they can learn, you know, how to promote themselves with integrity and at the same time, how not to get so caught up because like I meet people who say to me, well, you know, I was in such and such a magazine and I did such and such and such and such. And I'm like, okay, but let's, let's look at Janet Jackson, right? What did she say in her song? What have you done for me lately? That's kind of how the customers, Mm -hmm. that's how they treat you online. They don't care if you helped. I mean, I am not kidding. If you help 500 people, earn six figures, they don't care. Can you help me? It's that kind of energy online, which can be overwhelming sometimes. And and it's a turnoff. But at the same time, I don't want people to be scared about not coming online because people are Googling them and they're not finding anything because they were maybe at a corporation, for example. Like in my old job, I was in the international, international aviation industry. And I used to travel all over the place teaching people how to the people at the ticket counter treat, teaching them how to treat the customers. That is nowhere in Google because I did that at that job, right? But that's something, conflict resolution, that's something I'm really good at. So mm-hmm. that's why I say to you, we have to get people to see that they have to get online, right? And talk about these things so that people can say, oh, okay. Because there's a lot of people out here, let's keep it 100. You and I have talked about this privately who use private label right content, mm-hmm. right? And act like they've been doing it for 50 years and all they did was buy a little package. Right. Right. Yeah, and they put it out there like they're yeah, geniuses. The other day I, I posted something on Facebook. I said, I see the logos for the media. I want to see the interview or the actual document. Hallelujah. One can collect the logo and put it on their website. But where was the show? Who was yes. the show? And, and a lot of times what happens is this this whole new world of digital marketing and, and press release SEO is that you can write a press release one time and it's picked up by news stations that are ABC, NBC, CBS owned websites. And then your your press release is published on that site. So then the person feels that they have a right to say that they have been on NBC, ABC, CBS. Mm. No. Your press release was on the website that you wrote. The difference between that is perception because you use the logo. But the but the real thing is that if you were vetted by the journalist who produced a story about you on ABC, CBS, or NBC, yes. that's where someone who has a journalist background just goes ballistic and crazy because it's like, you know what? This is not right. As much years as I put into for journalism, or I've worked as a producer, for them to say you were featured on NBC, mm-hmm. no, your press release was on the website and they just needed yeah. content. It's almost like they're like content farms. So you might as well have put it on your blog. 
but that oh, yeah. the thing, the perception of that. And that's well, people, they want to appear to be more than they are, right? Like I remember I hired a coach many, many years ago. And like I'll use um Dr. Kat Smith as an example. She actually has been on ABC, NBC, CBS, Good Morning Texas, all these different shows. Okay. And at the time, so it was you, um, Dr. Kat Smith, Lucinda Cross, um, Katarina Rando, Michelle Sism. And mm-hmm. I remember the coach said to me, um, you need to put clients featured in and put all those logos. I'm like, I didn't do that. They did that, right? Mm -hmm. That's why it's not on my website. But Mm -hmm. what was interesting was it was just like this. Well, then you're not important and your work's not important if your people haven't been featured somewhere and you're not bragging on your people. So I asked each of them, you know, um, like, give me your favorite you know, uh, article or whatever. And I put it up and I linked them all back to the actual source. Yes. There you go. Right. And then I would say to people, if you want to know what it's like to work with me, go to the praise section of my website and call anybody on there. Cause I use first and last names and pictures and their website. So these are not fake people. (laughs) (laughs) You can call anybody and they will tell you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Because every moment is not a beautiful moment. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, because I remember I had this one client. This is what she used to do to me. We would be talking and she would look like this. She would say, I'm overwhelmed right now, so I'm going to hang up. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say, okay, I'll see you later. (laughs) But that lady has brought so much business to me, but that's how she used to treat me. And so, and she tells everybody who calls her, oh my gosh, she can overwhelm you now. If you're not yes, ready, don't hire her. Just recently said that. She says, oh, we started work together. I didn't like you. I was like, what? Right. She says, I didn't like you. Oh, but yeah. the best thing is says they kind of like got in gear and got, got it together. Yes. It's like, it does overwhelm because there's so much that we see potential in you. Yeah. And we want to like really give it to you so that you can take it and and mold and yourself with the person yes. you need to be. But yeah, that that is that is so oh, true. Yeah. I, so think I just think we got all like all of us have to tell the truth. Yes. <laughs> and I just have a problem that. with people have on their websites. They have clients and it's just their first name and no an initial for the last name. I'm like, yeah. what? And then like a. <laughs> A random state. I'm like, Ooh, this is this is the, the, my eyebrow goes up. Like, hmm, I don't know about that. That may not be true. I try to have videos, so I'm ready to go speak.com. You'll see videos of people what they said. Yes. To me. I did not. I just said, send me a video. I didn't tell them a script. That's what they said. They said whatever they want to yes. say. You know, and it's it's like reviews. So speaking of which, I want people to like, share, and subscribe, and rate yes. this podcast. Get out there, get known. We're actually in Apple Podcasts. We're in Google Play. We're at Spotify. We're in all these different places. You can even probably say Alexa Play. Get out there, get known, and that'll show up as well. So I want you to make sure that you do that and make sure that you go to KadinaTay.com. Get on her email list because she has some exciting things coming up in 2021. You do not want to miss. You don't want to have FOMO, so you want to just get on the list, right? (laughs) Just go to KadinaTay.com. We didn't even talk about the other part about digital products online. Not digital products, but actual Shopify stores or products online. So oh, I have yeah. to go back and really talk about that because even though most of the times get out there, get known, it's really because you have a personal brand of a service, but also too, it doesn't matter. Your stuff will sell 
like your things, your physical products will sell online if you also mm-hmm. get out there and get known. And so we didn't really talk about that. So that will be something good that we can okay. actually actually talk about. So is there anything else that uh, you want to share before we kind of wrap this up? This has been a longer podcast because this is my coach. So we, oh. we can do this. So this has been good. So is there anything else that you want to share? I think more the the last message that I would leave is there's this anonymous quote and the quote says, when you believe in your dreams, they may come true, but when you believe in yourself, they will come true. So my best advice to you is to believe in yourself enough to be loud and proud about the value that you bring and get signed up for ready, set, go speak. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. That is so cool. So I am Pam Perry and I am out. Thank you. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.